Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you were anything like me when you were a kid, you were always on your bike as much as you possibly could be. You were riding home from school, you were with your friends, you were out exploring, you were making things happen. Then, when you got to be 16 years old, at least here in the States, you could have a driver's license and a job, and that meant buying a car. And often your bike kind of got shoved in the garage and now it's just collecting dust. Life happened. You've got a career. You've got kids. You're doing your thing. You're not riding your bike as much as you possibly wanted to. I get it. But now as you start to age and you start thinking about what can I be doing to be more active? What can I be doing for my body to provide exercise and recreation and enjoyment and some peace of mind, and just some relaxation. Well, a lot of us now want to be riding bikes again. But now there's other things that are in the way. Maybe achy joints, bad backs, you know, just something wrong with your body. Maybe you just don't have the energy to do it. Or maybe you're scared that if you get too far out, you're going to not be able to get home. So you're not sure exactly where that far out point could be. Well, let me tell you, in the 1990s, e-bikes were invented and they've progressively gotten better and better and better through the years. Recently, I started wanting to ride a bike again and I have a bad SI joint and a bad hip. Well, it radiates into my hip. We'll put it that way. And my bike just exhausted me. And whenever I got anywhere, I was hot and sweaty, tired, you name it. Well, I met Dean from Boogie Bikes and I had a bike sent to me and let me tell you this has changed my life. I am out riding my bike almost on a daily basis except for when it's yucky weather. Um, come winter I'll be out there in the cold riding it. I love my e-bike and so today I am so honored that I have Dean from Boogie Bikes on our podcast and let's get to it and learn more about how e-bikes can change your life. Dean, welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, So I'm so happy that we are finally sitting down to talk about boogie bikes today. Um, I know I love mine. I absolutely um, adore it. I I get on it every chance that I get and go out riding. It's just changed my life. I know that for a while um, I have a bad SI joint and a bad knee. And for riding a bike was just a chore it had become a chore and I met you and we worked out a deal and I have my boogie bike and I like I said I adore it it's it's the most greatest bike for somebody I grew up in Florida I'm used to having cruiser style bikes and so the fact that I have a cruiser style bike and an e-bike together it's perfect what I really like about our bike is is the fact that it's a it's a pretty nice bike by itself it's a little heavy for a regular bicycle, but if you turn everything off, it's a pretty nice bike. It's comfortable to ride around, easy to get on and off. And we have those premium seat and grips, which, you know, just make the ride more enjoyable. Uh, It's very adjustable. So you can get it tuned up where you can get a nice S curve in your back and be seated upright for the most part. And the very best part about what we do is hearing the stories like yours of, you know, I used to X, Y, Z, 
and now I do this. Or the gentleman, hey, I just crossed 2,000 miles on a bike. I didn't ride a bike for 10 years. Uh, I, I just love hearing that. That's what keeps us going. You know, there's been some pretty big headwinds in the industry. And with online retailing, you know, with Amazon uh, kind of taking everything over, but stuff like that keeps us going. So I really appreciate that comment. I really appreciate the fact that your bikes are made here in the U.S. I know they're lo- they're globally resourced products, right? Because it's really hard to find all 100 made USA products, but and I'm not even sure that was correct English, but <laughs> um, the products that are made 100% here in the U.S., right? As far as like the seats, the the brakes and all that type of stuff. But the fact that, I'll let you tell the story where you guys completely make them here, right? So so we, uh, we initially wanted to get into the electric bike market and um, we were pretty competent uh, engineering and sales wise. And we took a trip to Asia to source a bike and decide what we wanted, what we didn't want. And, you know, while we were there, we said, well, you know, anybody could do this. And also we have to rely on the quality coming out of those factories. After we toured a couple of factories, um, they're good at making stuff. It's low cost. Some of the things are just not available in the United States. They're just the period, just not. And so we decided that the best way for us to do it was to bring the product in and then assemble it ourselves, do our final quality check. You know, we have a technician that tunes the brakes and is then responsible for test riding the bike and making sure the brakes and derailleur are good uh, before sending out, make sure the bike's working well. And then we have a final quality check by the pickiest person in the United States who uh, gets that all right and then packages it. And then our builders are actually compensated based on um, bikes that work well. Uh, at the consumer level. So we thought that was all very valuable. And in the last year, the demand for parts has been so high, the quality has gone down dramatically. So we're finding a lot more problems with product before uh, it gets to the consumer. And monitoring our competition, we find they have the same problems, but they just, the box just goes straight to the consumer, no one ever tries it or anything. So that's that's kind of the story. Uh, you know what what naturally happened after that is we can do a better job supporting the bikes because the people who you call to ask a question to build the bikes and troubleshoot them. And if you need a part, uh, you know we have thousands of parts in stock. We just ship it. We don't have a parts department where you know they can't take something off of a new bike. We have the parts there waiting to build bikes so we can support our customers even better. So those are kind of things that kind of just happened that were big benefits we didn't really know about prior to uh, setting up shop in, uh, you know, rural Wisconsin in Hingham, which is unincorporated, so is not probably on most maps, but it's near Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which you can find on a map. I would imagine, are you rural? So you have to definitely like schedule um, FedEx trucks and stuff a little bit more right? Or do they just stop out at your place? No, we, uh, we, we, we schedule everything. Um, at first it was tough because the carriers weren't interested in, you know, small volume out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, we've gotten to the size now where they're competing for our business. Uh, and we've, we've found a nice regional carrier we can use, um, in, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, 
that has saved a ton of money and and taken better care of the bikes than the national carriers. So it's kind of nice being in that position. At first, it was not like that at all. That's really cool. So you were going to ask, I, I use the boogie bike all the time. Like I ride bikes at work. I sometimes commute to work. It's about 16 miles for me to commute to work and home uh, one way. And I, I actually, I still enjoy it. And when I get home, I will routinely, even in poor weather, you know, Wisconsin is not known for good weather. <laughs> I will take a bike out and take a half hour bike ride just to relax because I still enjoy it even though it's my job, riding those bikes is so fun. I still do it quite a bit. I, I, I always find that interesting because most people are like, work's work. I don't want to do that anymore, but I love it. I don't commute every day. I, I have a pickup truck also because I do run a lot of errands for the business. Um, I, I would stand by that if I didn't need to do that and I, I was within 10 miles, I would sell the car immediately. It's just, uh, you know, having one car in the family is good enough for long trips and stuff. And uh, just, a, just again, a 10 mile, 10 mile commute on a boogie bike is, is like maybe 40 minutes with stop signs and stuff. It's not bad. And it really gives you a chance to think and be, be aware. Uh, I, I, I value it. Um, so, so not, not to represent that I, I commute every day, um, <laughs> but I have a thousand miles in three years running. I just passed a thousand miles this year. And so I, I, I do bike a lot. That's true. That's nice. So Speaking of, you mentioned weather, what weather conditions can these bikes be ridden in winter, spring, fall? We know, we know the, the good weather, but what about when it's bad weather? Sure. I, uh, I ride year round and I encourage people to do that. The one thing you have to watch out for in winter is ice. You can have a car, you can have your feet, you can have anything. Ice is not forgiving at all. No. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I would ride them in any season. Uh, ice is not forgiving, and it's very, very difficult to ride anything on, including cars. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, and then if you're going to ride when it's wet, uh, feel free to do that. The key is to wipe the bike down long-term moisture on something. Uh, again, any type of metal or electronic is bad. But our bikes are water-resistant. Um, and then in the winter, uh, road salt is horrible for anything that's metal, uh, right. as, as anybody uh, in Wisconsin knows. But um, so you got to get that off the bike. Uh, you know, the chain will take some wear and stuff if you decide to bike in uh, salty slush. It's possible. I do it, but I really take pay particular attention to that chain and any of the parts that have that on it. You got to get that off. But really, you can bike you around. Last thing I'll say about that is you lose a lot of battery range as the temperature outside goes down. So that's something to keep in mind is a warm battery produces farther range than a cold battery, you just lose range. So do people in Florida need to, they definitely need to maintain their bikes a lot more frequently as, for that as well, correct? You want to keep it rinsed. Um, it's, it's, you're, you're right, is the salt will, the salt will get you. And so you got to rinse that down as best as you can. And then rinse and dry would be the, the advice. Okay. Um, if I lived in a beachside community and I was going to put a lot of salt in it, I probably would put a light coat of oil on any of the parts that, uh, that you know, are, are polished or raw metal. So you see our spokes and our rims and stuff, it's raw aluminum. Uh, a, a small coat of oil will keep that salt off of there. So that would be the kind of the pre preventative step. So... 
Tell me your, your customer who, who, who buys boogie bikes for the most part. Yeah, it's, it's a range of people. Um, if I had to model, uh, it would be somebody who is maybe um, <clears throat> at that age where it's not quite as easy to get out and enjoy uh, long bicycle rides. And, and they want to do that again, uh, whether they have, you know, a new knee or, or maybe their spouse is an active biker and they are not anymore. Um, we get a lot of those folks in who just are looking for a way to enjoy outdoor recreation more. And then the feedback we get is, I use this bike all the time. I make an excuse. I go to the grocery store. I used to drive the three miles to the grocery store. I just take my bike now. It takes an extra five minutes and I enjoy myself. And so we get a lot of that feedback. But yeah, that's our typical customers, that person looking for a little more outdoor time. We have a pretty vintage look. I think people are attracted to that would be our customer as well. Do people consider riding e-bikes cheating? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Are e-bikes cheating? I have two answers. One is um, bicycles are actually cheating. If you look at the facts, if I bike 20 miles, you'd get a lot more exercise if you just ran. It would be much cheaper and you're just using a machine to get you there faster. So a regular bicycle really at the end of the day is cheating. My other answer is it might be but if you use it 20 times more than your regular bike, you're still getting a lot more exercise on balance than you having a regular bike sit in your garage and staying on your couch. And that's what we find is our, our, our customers are getting out more and you, you, can, you can see it in their mileages. You know, people will say, hey, look, I, you know, I didn't bike 30 miles last year. I've got 300 on this year so far. Uh, it just, we just, we get those high mileages. People get out on the bikes. So if it's a little less effort on balance, you're getting way more physical activity. Um, in my own personal case, there's no way I would attempt to bike commute to work at 17 miles, 16 miles, because I would be all sweaty and I wouldn't be able to work. So, so the e-bike allows me to get some exercise instead of none. One thing I really like is, you know, riding bikes to festivals and events. Like you just totally eliminate the parking hassle. And I, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people think this, but I, I hate parking at events and festivals. I hate it. I do too. I and don't go for that reason. <laughs> you, you chain the bike up at the festival. You can leave whenever you want. Uh, you, you park, you know, literally right there. Uh, it's just fantastic for these, like, especially fall festivals. Everyone drives. No one's really walking or anything. So you, you take that bike, you get right to the middle of festival and go. You're exactly right. Because um, I won't go to festivals because the parking is a nightmare. I totally agree. Even, even our farmer's market, it's in a kind of a park downtown and it's like, there's no parking. You have to walk like three blocks. You have to parallel park and it's all meters. You take the bike down there. You actually can actually complete the whole trip faster. No parking meter, no hassle in and out. You're done. So what do you feel is the future of e-bikes? I mean, everybody, the, it's a huge trend right now. A lot of manufacturers are out there. They're all, a lot of them are imported. Um, I've heard there's like one or two, you know, including yours that are, you know, US-based. Um, but what is the trend as far as, you know, we see fat bikes, we see trikes, we see all this stuff going on. What is, what's the trend? Where, where are we going with this and where is boogie bikes going with that? That is a, a question that I don't know that I could answer in the time frame allowed here. <laughs> um, I think the future of e-bikes is, is really tied to micro mobility. 
our e-bike is a lot of recreation, uh, but as we see the people who adopt it end up using it as micro-mobility, and if you think about most of our conversation so far has been about micro-mobility, it's not, yeah, I'm using it to, you know, go to the state park once a week or this or that. We're figuring out how to recreate and be mobile with uh, our own personal transportation that's electric. So one of our competitors, the largest largest guy out there, uh, did a podcast recently, and he uh, said his company is entirely focused on micromobility. So I think that's where it's going. But I think, in my mind, it'll be micromobility with the ability to have fun. And so Boogie Bikes is going to do that by continuing to produce a great bike that's really fun, but also satisfies that micromobility niche. And we're looking to find uh, holes in the current offerings out there. You know, you look at a fat tire bike, you can buy 50 different kinds right now today, uh, maybe 100. And so there might not be a lot of room for us in that space. We're looking for that space that's underserved, where we can bring that mobility option with the fun option to people so they can get outside more and enjoy uh, micromobility. I hope that's a summary answers your question because I could talk about that for a day. <laughs> yeah, well, keep in mind, like most of the people listening to my podcast are are going to be 50 and over people that are either, you know, um, finding out information for their older parents or are are the parents that are looking for solutions for them, different stuff like that. So, you know, just being able to provide products for them that make them feel young again, make them feel like they're having a good time and, and brings back memories of, of when they were a kid and outside riding their bike until the, till the street lights came on. I remember when I was a kid, that was it. I was on my bike 24 seven, you know, but as soon as the street lights came on, I had to be home. And, um, you know, we all have those memories as, as to where we went on our bikes, where, you know, and I think when seniors get on bikes, that's, they, it brings back those memories. So if we can provide items for seniors to, you know, you see music therapy and stuff like that, smell therapy, stuff that brings back memories. I think bikes, especially like cruiser style bikes are one of those items. One of the things that I can distinctly remember is when I learned how to ride a two-wheeler when I was a, a kid. Uh, it took me a while. I don't, I'm not sure why that is, but I remember it being kind of a struggle. And I remember my best friend was like one block away from my house. And when I learned to ride that two-wheeler, it was like there was this overwhelming sense of freedom and joy that my world was like three blocks and now it could be three miles. And, and I remember that really distinctly just being like, wow, I could get to my friend's house in one minute and I could, we could go then uh, to the downtown area and get, you know, go to the store in five minutes. And the world just seemed like it just opened up. And I remember distinctly being on an e-bike for the first time and having almost the exact same feeling like, wow, I could ride a bike down to the local state park that's five miles away easily and enjoy it. Whereas I couldn't do that before. So to me, I remember those, both those feelings really well. And I, I love giving that to people because the reaction's always the same. They get on, they're like, what? Why didn't we do this before? I have, you know, I have one of those same memories. I remember my grandfather helped me learn how to ride my bike. I remember him sitting on a bench, holding my seat, going, come on, kid, you got this, you know, and doing that. And so it's funny how we, 
we have those memories back and forth between the things. And like I said, there's some things that bring back memories. And I think bikes are one of them. Um, so I'm so glad that in the year 2022, that we still have those types of relationships with, with our memories and our grandparents and our grandkids. What would you say to somebody who is scared to try it? Wow, that's a really good question. I would say most of the things that you really, really like are a little bit scary before you try them the first time. And then I would follow up saying a lot of people have done it and are loving it and look around you at who's enjoying this. And they're really similar people. This isn't like bungee jumping where there's like this small slice of people who like it and uh, you know, it 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 is widely accepted. So this might be a little bit scary, but it's not, uh, you know, going up in a hot air balloon for the first time. It's not like very few people experience it and love it. This is widely accepted as something people absolutely love. So I would encourage, give it a try in our manual. And I'll, I'll again, I'll, I'll repeat it here is, you know, we we would like you to go to an empty parking lot get the feel for the bike, don't shift gears, don't put it into a high level pedal assist, get a feel for the bike and how it handles and things, and then get out on the road and just slowly build that confidence till you're out, again, doing your 16 mile, 15 mile commute to work. It's not even that bad of a bike. If you turn the motor off completely, it's not that bad of a bike just to manually pedal either. I turn mine off as soon as I get in my parking lot of my condos, um, as soon as I hit the parking lot, I turn mine off just to for to resist that urge to go faster when I'm trying to stop. Yeah, so um, we actually just got a fat tire in from one of our competitors just to kind of see where that market was at. We we feel like they're a leader in the industry and said, you know, okay, they're selling this bike at this. Could we make it better enough to sell it uh, comfortably for ourselves? Um, you cannot pedal that bike with the the motor off. Like like you'd have to be an Olympian because there's so much drag. The bike is substantially heavier. I, I was really surprised because I would, you know, anticipated an experience like our bike where you turn it off and yeah, it's a little heavier, but if you're going, it's not a big deal. This thing was like, you're going, you're stopping. There's so much rolling resistance and so much weight. It was unbelievable. And I, I never expected that, but that's what the, uh, that's what the experience was like. That's interesting because, yeah, because I have the exact opposite experience with, with your bike. So, um, but I've never ridden another e-bike. Well, I take that back. I did. I read a friend of mine has an e-bike. He commutes to work. Um, I think it's almost a 20 mile ride each way. Um, and he does this, you know, nine tenths of, of the year um, through the winter, everything. And he uh, switched over to an e-bike. He was riding his regular bike um, and then switched over to an e-bike. And one day he said, do you want you want to try my bike? And I said, absolutely. And um, I came back and I was like, oh man, I mean, I just went down to the end of my, you know, parking lot way down at the end of the condos and came back and was flying. And then later on, he told me, he's like, you realize you're like on level one. And I was so excited because I was going so fast and having so much fun with it and just came back and I was like, that was level one. Can I go again? He was like, no, I got to go. <laughs> so um, there are, again, with your bike, there's, there's different levels. Right. And like I said, I, when I get in my parking lot, I turn off my, all the power just to make sure that, you know, I don't come in too, too hot to, and land too hard with that. And that's just kind of extra safety precaution for on my, on my end for myself. But I know sure. when I'm starting out that I make sure my bike is on because that extra oomph 
helps that hip of mine and helps that SI joint from having to exert that extra force of having to start a bike. But even when I've forgotten to turn on my bike, it's not that bad at all. Similar experience. Yeah. Uh, So I thank you so much for creating such a, a wonderful bike. I've had, like I said, again, it's just been a pleasure to ride. The seat is so comfortable and I've had friends that have ridden it that, you know, they're like, oh man, I get on your bike and then I get on my bike and, and my butt hurts. <laughs> they're, they're just. When, when we were developing the bike, you know, we looked at all the competition and we went in their forums and, you know, we almost universally, it was like, yeah, I got my e-bike. I threw the seat in the garbage can and ordered a really nice one. And it was just a head scratcher, like a 15, 1800, $2,000, $2,500 bike. And you can't ship it with a nice seat. We we couldn't understand it. And so that was a big thing we did is we said, you know, our operators sit on the seat and they hold the handle hand grips and, and they're sitting on the handlebars. And so we made our handlebars, you know, just a slight tilt. So they're ergonomic. We made our grips wide and flat so you can get a nice grip on them. Uh, we made them out of cork, rubberized cork, which is super comfortable and really forgiving and doesn't get sticky in the heat. And then we came out with that seat, which everybody's different. So some people still change the seat. I would say 90% of our customers love our seat, which is the opposite of everyone else where 10% of the customers will accept the seat because they don't want to buy another one. You know, and I think with seniors having this comfortable seat like this definitely is a, a plus, you know, seniors, they they tend to have some health problems that we're sitting on like a traditional bike or a racing style type seat or whatever would be painful for them. And so this just gives that extra layer of, of comfort for them, you know, just not even just comfort, but even health wise as, as far as stuff, we won't go into those kind of details, but do, doing that as well. And my tip for that is if you get on a bike and it's a boogie bike and you're not comfortable then go back, read your manual, learn how to adjust your bike, because there's no reason that you cannot be comfortable on this bike. That's very insightful. And yeah, we do have a really good manual and it does go through that. Probably 50% of the questions we get for support are covered in the manual. So we do encourage you to spend some time with that. And I I don't say that because we don't want the questions, but my assumption is if you're asking questions that are in the manual, there's a bunch of other stuff that you might be able to find out to enhance your experience that you don't know. We don't know what you don't know and we want to make sure that uh, make sure you, you get the full experience. Oh, speaking of that, where where's the best place to store that? You know, Midwest, Northern places, you know, is, is it in a garage? I live in a condo, so I store mine in my kitchen. Not, Does it hurt it temperature wise? Not humid. You know, you don't want to bake it. You don't want to leave it in direct sunlight in Arizona uh, and, and put it under a black cover. But your, your biggest enemy really is humidity. And so in the Midwest, humidity comes when there's heat and cool cycles. So if you can leave it in climate control, that's really good because that'll keep a lot of that humidity out. But humidity is a long-term enemy of all your metal parts and all your electronics. And it's insidious. It sneaks in there. It's not like water. You get a drop of water, you wipe it off, no problem. You get long-term humidity, it will lead to problems. So some places, your kitchen's probably a fantastic place, but probably not practical for everybody. I was actually reading on, on one of the forums, this guy said that he, that he stores his bike upstairs in his condo. And I thought there's no way in heck I could bring up my bike. But then he mentioned that one thing that your bike has that not all bikes have is, is the walk assist. 
And he said, I just use the walk assist and I take it up my steps. And I'm like, maybe I could do that. I'm not going to store my bike upstairs because I want to ride it more frequently. But if you lived on a second story apartment in New York or somewhere like that, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. And if you pull the battery, it's not too, it's not terrible to lift. It's not, I don't know, you, you know, it's about 50 pounds, a little bit over 50 pounds with the battery out. Um, so you, you could do that too. Yeah. But if you pull a battery out, you don't have walk assist. <laughs> that's also true. I'm a senior. I'm curious about this. I don't know if it's going to be a good fit. How do I get in touch with you? And what happens if I don't like my bike for some reason? You know, a lot of people will get on our website and, uh, and uh, check around. I encourage you to read the reviews. Um, we, we take a lot of pride in what we do and we have really good reviews and we leave, you know, the not good reviews up there too. So you can see those too, but o- overall uh, we have really good reviews check out the information. And then, you know, the, the big thing we do is we talk with you on the phone. If you have further questions, you need an explanation. It's best to talk one-to-one. You can reach us at 833-266-4432. Uh, our website is boogiebikes.com. Uh, you can jump on there. What happens if they get the bike and they don't like it? Yep. So we have a 15-day try-at-home program and uh, you are able to box up your bike and send it back to us. The shipping is at your cost. Keep in mind uh, we paid to ship it to you, and we will absorb that and not ask you for that money back. But you would ship it back at your cost, and we ask that it's in saleable condition. So make sure you pack it up really good. We advise insurance. But, um, you know, everybody's shaped a little bit differently. So we have height guides, and in some cases, uh, if, if you have a longer torso and shorter legs, the height guide might not apply to you. But we don't want to stick people with bikes. We want to make sure they love their bikes or or able to send them back. So we'll take those bikes back and offer you full credit on your purchase price. Can they call you and maybe find somebody in their area that has one to try it out? Yep, that's uh, something we do quite a bit. And in fact, uh, you're one of our people on our list to uh, to let people try the bike. And, you know, you really get some uh, firsthand experience with the bike as well. That your, your boogie bike owner is not going to tell you a bunch of stuff from a marketer. Uh, they'll tell you the real, real straight scoop. So uh, let us know. We need contact information and we need where you're at. And then we have a big map of the country and we call a few people. It usually takes a couple of days, but we can usually get you on a bike. That's awesome. All right, Dean. Well, thank you so much for enlightening us, telling us more about boogie bikes and, and why they're different from other bikes. And I look forward to continuing to enjoy my ride with your bikes. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you to Dean Dumay for being our guest here at the Hip Senior Podcast. As a special gift to our listeners, visit thehipseniorebikes.com for a $50 discount on one or $100 off of two boogie bikes. Please visit us at thehipsenior.com where you'll find articles and more podcast episodes. We strive to bring awareness to seniors about businesses and products that enhance your life. This is Marianne Bailey and I'll see you next time.